0: One of the things I I lead uh, the young folks with is to really think about what are your values in life? How can you become the best version of yourself? Are we in relationship with people that are helping us become the best version of ourselves or are we not? This is the Brother Be Well podcast. We're focused on the mental health needs of boys and men of color. We have honest conversations to deal with life issues so we can be our best selves. This podcast series is supported by Elevate Youth California and funded through Proposition 64. Check it out, fam.
1: I want to just thank you for watching this particular video. This is one of our Youth Speak uh, productions here at Brother V. Well, we spent the summer this past summer with seven incredible young people talking about a variety of topics that had to do with behavioral health, mental health and substance use. And those sessions were so vibrant. We, we met four times a week for 10 weeks and we didn't record those and we wanted everybody to feel comfortable just to be able to talk. But so much great, um, great tips, great content, great stuff came out of those sessions. We wanted to pull a series of You Speaks together to really talk about it. So I've got four of those young men with me today, as well as one of our clinicians, Joseph Mealy. Joseph, how you doing, sir? Doing well, doing well. Really good to see you. And we've got Eric, we got Valentine, we got Axel, and we got Joel. What is up, y'all? You can all say, hey, what's up together. It might sound pretty good. Hey, hey, what's up? Good, good to see y'all. Good to see y'all. We're talking today for this one about peer pressure and substance use. And as I got ready to, to, to chat with y'all, first of all, good to see everybody again. As I got ready to talk with y'all, I, I want to just establish something. And Joel, you might agree with me. I think you might. When I think about peer pressure, that's not just for the young. It's not just young people that have to deal with peer pressure. Old folks deal with it, too. I think as you get a little older, you learn to manage it a little better. It becomes easier to say no, but the pressure is still there. Yes, Joseph? Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: And working with, you know, teenage to elderly, uh, I still see peer pressure uh, come up in different ways. And there's a couple of different types of peer pressure. Uh, There's the spoken versus the unspoken type of peer pressure where Ah, uh, people are talked directly to to influence them to do something positive or negative. Uh, the unspoken is kind of the verbal or the nonverbal, body language, uh, which kind of ties into the direct versus indirect. Uh, direct can be verbal or nonverbal, but it's clear that someone is is directing you towards doing a certain type of behavior. Indirect, obviously, would be the opposite of that. Uh, I think what we see most often. Uh, That's a little more clear is the positive versus negative type of peer pressure, where the positive is what we want to encourage people to do is help, you know, encourage people to do things that are positive, that are beneficial, that are healthy habits, uh, healthy activities, whereas the negative peer pressure is you're, you're influencing someone to do something that they wouldn't typically do without the peer pressure.
1: Mm-hmm. And so when we think about I I, didn't, I wasn't aware hadn't even thought about it Joseph The positive versus the negative I want to pull our young guys into this As, as you guys listen to what Joseph had to say I'm curious and I want to t- each of you to touch on this start Maybe with you Valentine, Have you experienced both those positive and negative Or all three of those types of peer pressure As they relate to the use of substances
2: um, I certainly had um, Like coming up from the neighborhood, I was surrounded by a lot of it. Mostly uh, marijuana and alcohol. Um back in the day, like in eighth grade, like a lot of my friends were coming to school high and like at school, those they'll, they'll smoke and stuff and they'll drink in their family parties. So like they never pressured me to do any of that any of that stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like my dad was an alcoholic. So I try to stay away from alcohol, but like you just reach at a certain point where like you just want to try it yourself and just to see how it feels or how it makes you feel and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, maybe Eric, talk about whether or not you have felt pressure from peers to use substances. And if so, how did that pressure, how was that um directed towards you and then how did you react to that did you succumb to that pressure or not
4: I definitely had like throughout I think it was mainly during like my senior year where it was a bunch of people like um I think freshman year I had gotten offered when I was sitting on the bus and um he had offered me a blinker I believe he had just like hand he was like hey you want to hit it I'm like I just kind of just kind of went no but You know, as I like progressed, I was kind of like, I got more curious about it. I think, like, I was saying, like, how does this make, like, like, Valentine, like, how does this make it feel? Like, how does this feel? I got, like, curiosity where I was, like, felt like it would have gotten the better of me because I believe I got offered whether to do, I think it was shrooms and edibles where I had gotten offered. And then eventually I I turned it down. But, yeah, just seeing it, like, all around, I got, it was kind of like the curiosity. And, like, some, I didn't, like, group my, like, a bunch of friends who did it, but some of them did. Um, I, it was just mainly that, just my own curiosity that was going to get the better of me. But I eventually I did end up doing it, which is good.
1: Yeah, for sure. What about you, Axel? Pressure from peers of yours to use substances? And if so, how did they show up?
3: Uh, yes. um, I have also experienced this, even like through high school and then to college, the one instance that I do remember very very vividly still is uh, whenever I was getting out of class, one of my late classes at night, I think we ended up like around 8 p.m. We got out and then everyone was walking to their cars to go to their apartments to just home. And then uh, me and my other two classmates, we were walking. And then out of nowhere, one of them, he pulls out a pen, one of those uh, THC pens. And then he's like, hey, do you want to hit it? Just like, Just like Eric said. And then um, I said, oh, no, I don't think so. I think I'm fine. And then he's like just pushing it like little by little, like, hey, come on, just hit it. It's nothing. and um, You'll be fine. And then the other friend, she was like the good ear or like the good soul. She was like, hey, don't be pressuring, be pressuring him. Um, he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to do it. And then he was like, oh, yeah, no, no, I wasn't trying to do it like that. Um, but then he ended up saying, oh, yeah, that's fine. Um, I respect your choice. So it's the good thing. Like. He wasn't pushing it too much. And then I was able to just say, oh, yeah, no, it's not my thing. And then just let it go. And then never happen again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You just reminded me, um, Axel, of, I talked about peer pressure hitting old folks, too. And I remember a few years ago, right here in my house at a pool party. I, I heard when we came in, y'all were talking about the heat and how hot it can get. It can get pretty hot here in Sacramento. And I just had a few friends, maybe, you know, eight, ten people over, and one of pulled out a vape pen, and we're just hanging out in the pool, and he said, hey, Mike, you want to take a hit? And I just really didn't want to. And then the, I was surprised, because I'm I'm 58 years old, and it was like, wait, you're the host of the party. You have to try it. We can't have fun. If you don't try it, you got to go, here. Yeah, what's the big deal? And I felt like I was back in high school. Like, how many times do I have to say, no, I'm not interested in doing that? No judgment. Do what you want to do, but I, I, that's what I meant. When you get older, you get we get, it gets easier to say no to those influences. Um, What about you, Joel? I want to hear from you, Joel, about peer pressure in your life. And then I want to share with y'all a conversation that I just had just before we got in with another young person. I told her we were going to have this conversation and she asked me to to kind of post something to you and I think I'll do it. But first, I want to hear from you, Joel. Has peer pressure showed up in your life with regard to substances?
5: Yeah, I could definitely touch base on that. Um, I believe I've, I, I thought that was a good point that um, Joseph brought up, that there's, you know, positive peer pressure and negative peer pressure. I never thought of it that way. I've always thought it's just been negative. But um, I had my fair um, experiences with friends, family. Um, my family was actually like big pothead smokers and drinkers and stuff like that. So occasionally they would offer me like, oh, come on, you can do it. You know, if I'm doing it, you'll be fine. You're under my roof for this and that, you know, but. I've always declined because I just, I, that it didn't really fit me. And I didn't, I didn't think that was something I wanted to do around that time, especially with family members. I just, I just thought it was a a little out of hand, but, um, with like friends and stuff, you know, once you get to that age where you want to experiment and you want to, you know, be fit in or, you know, just, just be cool with, uh, the people you're around Then you know, here and there, um, you, you would experiment and, uh, try it out. So I I definitely did. I had my fair shares, but yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we've all kind of faced that. Um, So I appreciate all of you sharing. I want to share with you uh, some words from one of my other, the four of you are four of my favorite young people. Another of my favorite young people is my youngest uh, daughter. (laughs) And I was talking to her about what I was going to do this evening. And she said to me, she said, she said, Dad, if I could go back, she's 29. She said, if I could go back 15 years, 10 years, to that high school version of myself, I would tell myself, all of those people that are trying to encourage me to do something that I don't want to do, in 10 years, I'm not even going to know them. That often friends come and go, peers come and go, and you got to really know what you're about and, and stand in that, even when it's a little difficult to do. What are you, What's y'all's take on that? Because Y'all don't know Christina yet. I hope you get to meet her. She can be pretty in there, out there with in your face rather with what she thinks i just wanted to share that what are your thoughts about how peers come and go and maybe you too joseph you know we we know that we have colleagues and friends that are tight with us in one minute and then four or five years later we're not even in touch with them anymore so does anybody want to touch on sort of the the changing nature of peers and maybe we don't have to be so uh, beholden to what a peer has to say because that you're gonna have a different set of peers at different stages of your life
3: Um, I can go. Uh, for me, I think that um, it all depends. Like, for example, I I did have some friends and or I had some classmates in high school who I used to see them like sneak alcohol in their backpacks, go around the school, and like uh, hide somewhere and then go drink it there, or they had their bait pens. So. I remember we would interact, like, every day, like, as friends, you should all go, like, go get lunch together, go sit to, like, uh, that, our, our table down the tree, under the tree, I mean. um, Everyone would get along, and then, I don't know, where, like, years passed. Some people graduated. Some of them, they moved to other places. Some of them, they stayed the same, and they just kept doing, like, using substances, either alcohol, smoking, anything like that. Others, we moved to, like, uh better things. Like, um we started, like, going into... Um, AP classes, like just getting into more challenging stuff for ourselves, so we can better ourselves. And then they they like to stay on that um, that one spot where they couldn't grow anymore. So we just felt like that distance between us just kept growing, and then it kept separating us. And then at some point, it just um, not that we shouldn't mind what they were, what they would think about us if we like to party with them or not. But it was just that some of us they we might grow faster than others and then what the others are experiencing at the moment or what the others want to do at that moment might not be the best thing for us too so uh, some instances it might be good to maybe just not entertain those relationships but create better ones that are going to help you in the long run too
1: yeah i like that a lot create better relationships that are going to help us what about anybody else, any of our other young people? I've got another question for Joseph, but I'm gonna hear from y'all about that. About about how you best if if you don't change the nature of the friendships, you 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 know, a harsh tag might be get rid of them altogether and you might not want to do that. So how do you how do you best navigate with a group of peers or a group of friends when there might be an influence coming from one or more of them that you really know is not in your best interest and not something you want to do? Because it is hard. You know, I I didn't mean to make light of it. As you get older, it does get easier, but it never gets—it's never effortless. It's a little hard to tell somebody that you love and care about that their idea isn't a good idea for you,
2: and you're not going to do it. So, anybody else want to talk about that a little bit? I feel like for me, like with the people I grew up with, like I have a left and a right hand man. um, Like they—they understand. Like when I say no, they don't peer pressure me, and then there's other people. That don't understand. So I tend not to hang out with the peers that don't understand or they have a hard time understanding.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just trying to find that balance and like knowing that who really has the best intentions for me.
1: Yep. Yeah. Appreciate it. Valentine, Eric, you're pretty recently out of high school. How did you best deal with it? Peer pressure and telling people just simply no.
4: You know, for me, it's a weird situation. it's kind of like a a weird situation because you know I don't I talk to I am in contact with some of the people that I made was friends in my um junior year of high school and my junior and senior year because of the club I was in. but some of them I don't talk to anymore mainly because of like a falling out that we had or you know we didn't really you know mesh well together or you know it just dies out. you know some people are here for reasons, some people are here for a season. I love that quote, but it's kind of you know, it just makes that much sense because you know some people are here. For like the short term, some people are here for the long term. So it's hard, you know, it never gets easy saying goodbye to someone, you know, that you once thought of as a friend or you once hung out with or you once were cool with. But you just kind of got to accept like, this isn't the best for me. I'm like, this isn't, we're not going to make this work. This is not gonna. This is not possible, especially since if they don't have your best interests at heart, it's not going to mesh well. And overall, you just be end up damaging yourself in the long run. Yeah.
1: Without a doubt without a doubt appreciate it eric joe before we go to joseph i want to hear from you how do you best or how did you or do you best deal with peers that are exerting pressure on you that you know isn't good the proposal is something that's not going to work for you how do you best um either reduce that or get rid of that influence
5: yeah so um for me when i'm having like a difficult time with peers or friends or you know people that just you know i hang out with or i interact with um I either just, you know, keep it as it is, whether if it's like a, a business friend or like a close friend or, you know, and then I I uh, express my feelings. I definitely let them know that I don't think them um peer pressure me or them offering me like substances or, you know, just being negative or, you know, I kind of just voice that and I just say that, you know, I don't think that this friendship is going to work because, you know, I need I need good people around me or, you know. And whatever their response is at that point, you know, if they're open to it or if they respect it and then they, you know, change their actions around, then we can continue being friends. But, you know, if they stay the same way, then, you know, I'll just I'll go on about my day and, and let them be.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can you can tell a lot about a person by how they react to that, can't you? I mean, if they if they react in a way, if they really love you and support you, then they're going to be cool with that, even though Definitely. they might like the result. But if they come at you with a different kind of energy, then maybe that's a uh, affirmation that, that you should be going in a different direction. Yeah. Right. Um, Joseph, I want to ask you a question. You're our mental health clinician for this conversation before we, we're almost out of time already. So before we get out of here, I want to just ask you a little bit about, uh, adolescence and peer pressure. Is there any data out there that suggests, I believe I saw something, uh, maybe the national Institute of health that talked about, um, youth who, um, are affected by that negative peer pressure are much more likely to succumb to, to uh, substance use that isn't in their best interest. So we used to call it, I don't want to say substance abuse, there's a little stigma with that term, but they're more likely to succumb to that when they have to face that pressure. Can you talk about adolescence and that developmental stage, the, uh, adolescence and young adulthood, that might make us a little more susceptible to negative peer pressure?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, In 2020, there was a study uh, that was done, and it was focused on the different aspects of of peer pressure, so the positive, the negative, and no peer pressure. And what the study uh, showed was that folks that were affected by the negative peer pressure were much more likely to have lifetime use of alcohol, marijuana, and substances, uh, whereas the people that were affected by positive peer pressure were You know, it's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, they have less uh, lifetime use, and this was a study uh, looking at uh, kind of that adolescence to early adulthood. Um, So, what I see is that adolescents are definitely more susceptible, and part of that is due to uh, just kind of the neurocognitive development piece. So, uh, with the frontal lobe being kind of the last part of the brain to develop, and that being kind of the control center for uh, critical thinking, uh, making healthy choices, uh, that's the last part to develop. So. Our, our young people are much more uh, prone and susceptible to the, the effects of negative peer pressure. And um, I did want to share a little bit and it kind of ties into what everyone was, was talking about uh, in terms of like boundary setting and um, being able to to separate yourself uh, in a healthy way uh, from, from people that may be influencing you with negative peer pressure. So one of the things I, I leave uh, the young folks with that I work with is to really think about what are your values in life, and how can you become the best version of yourself? And since we're so um, you know relationships are so important to us, and it's really kind of what what drives us in everything that we do is is some form of a relationship. Are we in relationship with people that are helping us become the best version of ourselves, or are we not? And I think that that's a good way to to really you know set an indicator of is this relationship something that I should hold on to and value? Uh, or is it something that's really pulling me in a direction that is where I don't want to go?
1: Wow, really is a lot that was powerful there. I want to just touch on a piece of that for a second, Joseph. You said that frontal lobe of our brain develops last. Yes. Correct. And and we know that our brains aren't fully developed until we're in our mid to late twenties. So we're not just talking about adolescents here. We really are talking about young adults. Absolutely. Wow, wow. Well, this has been a really, really powerful conversation, y'all. I wish we had more time to talk about it. Uh any one person maybe want to give us some closing comments, one of our youths. I, I, I could I could hear from all four of you, maybe maybe thirty seconds for all four of you. Closing thought, Eric, on this topic, peer pressure and substance use.
4: You'll know who your friends are or like who's getting there for the long run if they hold your best interest at heart. You always want to pick people who are, you know, like Joseph said, make you the best version of you. And they're not going to like tear you down when they're supposed to build you back up, because at the end of the day, that's what friends are for. And they're not going to poison your mind with wanting to do all sorts of different things and, you know, to drink, to smoke. So just make sure to look out for that for sure is a big indicator on who is in there, who is your friend and who is just going to be an acquaintance.
1: For sure. Love it. How about you, Valentine? Any closing comments before we get out of here?
2: Kind of like what Eric was saying, Um, you'll know who your friends are during the hard times, not the good times, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of
2: truth in that way beyond substance use. We could talk about that all day. What about you,
1: Joel? Any closing thoughts before we get out of here?
5: Um, Yeah, I would say that, you know, if you have any friends that are trying to influence you to do bad things, you know, I'll tell them that, you, that that's not your best interest. And, you know, keep the people around you who, um, I would say, check you or try to put you in line when they see that you're doing something wrong or something bad, because those are the people that, you know, want to see you do good, want to see you become the best you
1: could be. Absolutely appreciate it, my friend. And how about you, Axel, as we get out of here? Closing thoughts. Uh,
3: for me, I hope. I would just say stay true to yourself, like don't bend your rules for other people. And they're pushing you stay firm and then always like go trust your gut. And um, yeah, just get get other friends who are going to push you to do better in life, too.
1: Yeah, I agree. Help you to be the best version of yourself. That's what Joseph had to say. And y'all, I'm going to tell you right now, we y'all made me a better version of myself. I really appreciate the time and thought that you give each one of these topics that we bring up here at Brother Be Well. We could not do it without you, Axel, Joel, Eric, and Valentine. Thank you, sirs. And I want to thank you too, Joseph Mealy. Joseph is our clinician from hearyou.org. Joseph, we couldn't do it without you either. I want to thank you for checking this video out. Uh, if you enjoyed this you speak, and you want to hear a little more about this topic or any one of a number of behavioral health topics, just go to BrotherBeWell.com. Sign up as a member. Sign up for the blog. Do it all at BrotherBeWell.com. My name is Michael P. Coleman, Content Director for Brother Be Well. I want to thank you again for being here. I want to ask you to do two things. Take care of yourself. Take care of somebody else. Maybe three things. See you next time. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Brother Be Well podcast. Remember to join the BBW community at BrotherBeWell.com so we can stay aware and heal trauma together. This project is supported by Elevate Youth California and funded through Proposition 64. I'm Leon Guidry, and I'm out.